Welcome in to another edition of the Tabby the Keg Podcast, episode, episode. four ninety eight. Yes, inching ever closer to five hundred. Mitch on the other side of Zooms. We're talking pack uh, Bucks confidence meters, not backers. Talk about Packer free agents uh, positions that we want to see signed, and will people get on the Marquette bandwagon? Maybe a dash of Wisconsin now that their bubble has been burst. Uh, so that's today's show. Uh, Mitch Ross on the other side of the Zoom. Mitch Ross MKE on the Twitters and the Instagrams. What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm I'm hanging in there. You know, still uh, still kind of recovering from the weekend a bit. Um, oh yeah, it was it was something else. It was uh, yeah. quite the quite <laughs> the weekend. Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, Shadow Shuffle is a young man's game. I think we all know this, right? Oh, it uh, it's it not is. it's not something, you know, we we're kind of like PJ Tucker well, at this point, right? Where we're we're still grinding, we're still on a playoff roster, but really the Jaden McDaniels of the world should be should be taking our spots at this point. And to be clear, like we were more like associated with it. It yes. just kind of happened to work out. <laughs> Yeah, it you just know, uh, it just so happened that our buddy Shakehead was DJing at two places we like, Whitetail and Harp, shout out, and it made it work. I actually never even talked about it on the pod this week, and I wanted to tell the crazy story about that bouncer. Not that I want to spend too much time on it, but the bouncer at Whitetail was, I mean, that was oh, something yeah. that I have never seen. Uh, so, Shamrock Shovel, you get shirts. For those who don't aren't Milwaukee residents or have never been, uh, basically they give out shirts. It's like 20 bucks to buy a shirt. The shirts are kind of a scam because anybody can get into the, into the bars with or without a shirt. You try to wear green. Mm-hmm. So you fit in. So anyways, usually it's not a big deal to not have a shirt. This motherfucker decides to regulate and say he's only letting people in with shirts. Now I think, and it was just the, and he was just sticking out his chest. He didn't care. He was pulling people from the back of the line. It was an incredible abuse of power for a guy who was a bouncer at a, a place like Whitetail at, or anywhere, really, uh, I, un, unlike I'd ever seen. Um, and then and then the owner came out. I was like, hey, I know Shaken. And he was like, all right, great. And let me in, let us in. But my goodness, it was, it was frustrating to say the least. Well, my, my thoughts on the situation were, yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree with all that, but also like. You don't know what he's been told. Oh, t- for and, sure. And also, um, I kind of didn't mind the fact that, like, he was preferring people with the shirts because it's like, if these people are stupid enough to buy these shirts, <laughs> then, I mean, it should get you some advantage, you know, other, you know, other than I don't even know, you know, that I realized I haven't bought a shirt in 10 years because I realized that, um, it just it just didn't pay to you know it, they marketed it as this like you get this lanyard and you get these drink deals and it's like no that none of that happens no. so what's what is the point and yeah, right you know everybody would was was hating on me and getting getting in my getting on my ass about you know oh you gotta buy the shirt you gotta you gotta you gotta fit in and it's like I don't give a shit I'll wear something green I guess if I can find it I'll wear last year's shirt. And you know, or whatever. I don't know if I ever actually did that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you yeah, might want to wear you some can... wear, wear the color to blend in, but 
you're not getting anything out of it. So what's the point? You're just helping some guy pay his mortgage. That's you, what I always said. You came out on top there. That was a great, you know, that, that take worked out well. Like you bought stock early and you don't need the shirt. And that stock did well for you. That was a great, great call by you. I'm sure I was someone who busted your balls about that back in the day. I agree with what you're saying, and I agree that there's some preference. I just what I would do if I were bars and I and I had sort of that that situation, I would just say free cover to people who have the shirt, and then it's five or ten dollars to get in if you don't have the shirt, and then that way you can basically you make a little money on it, and you can give preferential treatment or you have two separate lines if you don't want to do the cover. So every three, every group of three or every group of two, maybe uh, of green shirts to one non green, green shirt. I don't know. I, I think there yeah. would have been ways around it. Um, I appreciated how just brazen this dude was. Uh, some guy got very upset at him, who was much younger than us, uh, was not happy, said some things, some inappropriate things that we don't need to repeat. But yeah, it was uh, it was something else, man. Uh, like we said, young man's game, uh, as well as, you know, the various sports that we watch. And we're, uh, we'll get into those as of now with the Milwaukee Bucks, who are still rolling at a disappointing loss to the Philadelphia Sixers. And... We're going to talk through some different things about, you know, where we are confidence wise, 10 to one, 10 being the most confident one, just being like, yeah, I'm not really feeling this at all. Uh, and just different questions that people might have. And we're going to kick it off with the West Coast road trip, which is coming up. It's a big West Coast road trip because it's three playoff teams with the Golden State Warriors, Sacramento Kings, and then the Phoenix Suns. Suns are on a back to back, which is really frustrating. That is likely the marquee matchup, which I don't think you would have said at the beginning of the year, understanding that the Warriors are the defending champs. Yes, they are a different animal at home, but I don't think the Spur, the Warriors right now are a serious team unless you feel differently, Mitch. But how confident are you in a 2-1 and one West Coast road trip for, for the Milwaukee Bucks? I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Um, Kevin Durant also got hurt th this evening in pregame warmups. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I did not. It, it was it was moments before we manned our battle stations here. Oh, kid. Um, slipped on some water, I guess, in pregame warmups. Oh my God, he's cursed. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. So that will help. Um, not that I would have had, you know. Well, it would have been tough with him in there. Uh, I mean, you know, he's looked pretty good so far as. Durant always does, you know, he always, uh, he's always hurt, but always comes back looking like he never, never skipped a beat. So, yeah. um, if he's not in there, who knows? I don't know much in terms of the severity of the injury, but he will not play to, uh, on Wednesday as we record this, this podcast. So, um, I don't know. I mean, pretty confident, you know, I, I don't know. Sacramento doesn't play like a defense. Golden state is good at home, but, not good on the road, and I guess that doesn't apply here. But I mean, which team are they? And I, I guess Golden State is relatively healthy, but at the moment with Curry back, and but I don't know if you saw Draymond Green his exploits uh, from Tuesday night that uh, he kind of pouted and quit on a play because Jordan Poole didn't throw him the ball, which I think probably adds. Some some drama to that situation, right? Um, just given their their past, so I mean, you know, Gold Golden State they are what they are. I think they're 
They're probably like a 45 win team. And I don't see why the Bucks can't can't take care of business. I, um, I agree. I agree. I, I think that you watch what Anthony Davis did the last two two games they played, the Lakers and the Warriors, and he dominated those games. And Giannis is a much better player than Anthony Davis, but the skill set is similar, and they just have no answer. They have absolutely no answer for a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Though the only way I think the Bucs lose this game if the refs are on their Mickey Mouse bullshit and are calling a lot of stuff on Giannis early, and he, he kind of can't get into a rhythm. But if he's able to get into a rhythm, I don't. I think the Bucs is a bad matchup for the Warriors. The Warriors know that if they would have saw the Bucs in the finals and they were fully healthy, they there wouldn't be another Warriors title right now in the Bay Area. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I mean – I don't know if I'm going there, but um, that's fine. You don't so, have to. So, so, so brazen like that. Yeah. But uh, word of the night. Yeah, true. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Sacramento game. Sacramento would just be fun. Yeah, it might just scare me the most. It's, uh, well, a- just because of, I don't know, they're an unfamiliar they're opponent and, um, they're obviously really their home crowds are awesome. And I just, that feels like a game that they might not take seriously for whatever reason. Um, I don't know. There's just something about that. Yeah. They're, they, they also don't have much for Giannis. Um, no, no, because they, don't re- they don't really have a power forward. I mean, right. or they don't have a center, however you want to look at it. Um, but I don't even know who they'd have behind. One of those guys. I don't think Rashawn Holmes plays much. Admittedly, I don't watch a ton of Kings games. Um, But, I mean, I know they have a couple all-stars and play score a lot, but really struggle to defend. Um, Yeah. I mean, kind of contrasting styles there. What's wild about the Kings, in the last 15 games, they have an offensive rating of 123 over 100, which is tops in the NBA. Their defensive rating is 120 over 100, which is 28th in the NBA. It's nuts. It's unbelievable. They just, yeah, it's no defense allowed. And I think you just uh-huh. try to avoid a hot home shooting night. I mean, role players always play better at home, right? It, Malik Monk always kills the Bucks. It's never, he never not kills the Bucks. So he'll go off. And yeah, I, I think if I had to like rank who I think they would lose to, I think I'd agree that Sacramento is probably the most troublesome. You know, Durant, we'll see if he comes back. If he doesn't. I really hope he does. I really would like to get a look at the Suns fully healthy as sort of a barometer for the Bucks, And I'm sure the Suns will want to give it to Milwaukee. The fa- That fan base does not like the Bucks. They're going to be hot on a Tuesday night, and it should be a rocking arena. So, yeah, that will that'll be a struggle too. But, yeah, I I think the Bucks can go 2-1, and one, and I, I really think they, they've done some good here, even if they do struggle to build a little cushion from the Boston Celtics as the Celtics have been struggling. They're going to, looks like they're on their way to a victory tonight. So it'll be two games, but if they were to beat Brooklyn tonight, then the Bucks that is, it would be back to two and a half uh, heading to golden state. Yeah. Which is kind of hard to believe. I mean, no, I know it's crazy. It's it's, I mean, there, there's a, there's a few angles there that like the Bucks won 16 games in a row and they only had, like a game and a half lead on Boston at the time. Now Boston has finally 
hit a rock, rocky patch and um they've built a cushion. It's gotta gotta keep winning. I think the yep. one seed's very important. Uh I, I totally agree. I, I think I think they do too. So yeah, this wasn't on my list, but like it how confident are you in Bucks going back to the finals if they don't have home court? Do you still feel as confident or do you like does that go down to like a six or a seven without having game seven if they if Boston and them are meeting in the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if they have the one seed, it'd be hard to not be supremely confident. Right. But you just you never know how the series are gonna play out. Mm-hmm. I mean Yeah, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's I know it's kind of a cop out, but it's like you'd rather have that in your back pocket, but at the same time, the Bucks had a chance to win that series last year against Boston and they didn't do it. So then they yep. had to had to go deflated for game seven, which right. sucked. Right. And and I think I almost think there's more pressure in that game six because it's like you know you have to close the door. You have to have to close yeah. that door instead of being like, okay, just as long as we're able to win it win at home, like we we still have our home crowd. We still you know role players show up, you know that is. I I think, yeah, there there's a tick of confidence that goes down if you're unable to get that. I still think could they get there as a two seed? Sure. Uh, but I the road is a lot. I think the road's a lot harder too. Uh, to get to that to Boston, you're going to be dealing with a lot heading into that, which we might talk about one of those teams. Uh, mm-hmm. Keep staying with. Uh, we'll actually move to Chris Middleton. Uh, you know how confident are you that he stays healthy? Uh, last night was Mid's first start since injury. Some people joked on the Bucks Twitter world that Bud was keeping Middleton on the bench because of the win streak. And he didn't want to screw up the win streak. Uh, which I appreciated. Um, and then Mids, act, Mids actually played 25, 27 minutes uh, last night and looked awesome. Uh, the chemistry he had with Brooke Lopez yesterday was incredible to watch. Uh, just the the amount of just easy passes and easy buckets. I realize Orlando is not the beacon of, of successful basketball teams, but still, it, it was really fun basketball to watch. And a lot of that was predicated for Middleton. So I'm feeling about as good good around Chris Middleton than I probably have all season. I agree with that. Um, he looks different since he came back the second time. He's been – he struggled on Saturday against Philly. Yeah. Um, but just overall movement and I, I think just conditioning, he looks, he looks much better. And – that leads me to believe that he's should stay healthy. Also, purely like law of averages, he's missed how much time this year? Like that should be hopefully be behind him. But right. I don't know. It, it's he's he's had a he's injury prone per se, but he's had some some tough luck for sure. Um, uh, certainly last postseason, and I, I I feel pretty good about him shaking it and and moving forward. Uh, I think full strength. And I do agree that I think it 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 is time to put him in the starting lineup. Now, whether or not that was actually uh, because of the win streak, I, I don't hate that. I, that that could have been, you know, they they were playing everybody basically every night and um, it seemed to feel like it like it mattered. So uh, that was good to see. Yeah. And I, the la- other thought on the Middleton and kind of going off the movement piece is, you know, he, he got to the line 14 times yesterday. You know, you don't do that if you're not attacking and you're not, you know, showing purpose. And I, 
I do feel like that last night, again, I said it on Twitter, but it bears repeating. It's a Tuesday night against the Magic. Didn't really mean much, but I felt like it was a statement game for Chris Middleton, where Chris Middleton was kind of telling Bud, like, hey, look, I'm fine. Like, stop worrying about me. Let me get back in this rotation. I'm getting to the free throw line. I'm finding Brooke for easy buckets. There's no reason why I shouldn't be running with these guys, and I'm not going back to the bench. Yeah, I mean, that could be. He also had a lot of available shots and and was more or less the fulcrum of the offense. Uh, I know Brooke was very involved, and as you alluded to, those two had have shown their – or have shown, but did show their – elite chemistry, I would say more than arguably anyone else on the team between if there's a, you know, a duo with better chemistry. I'm not sure because maybe, maybe Brooke and Brooke and Drew, I think Brooke and Drew have a pretty good one too, but you're, yeah, you're right. It's, it's really good between him and Middleton. It just seems that they always run the lob play. It seems like through with Middleton making the pass, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the lob play. Yeah, they oh, run yeah. That, they yeah, run that absolutely. fucker like twice a game. Right. Um, and it works every time, Yeah, wildly enough. Um, probably because Brooke is a, a popper and then he rolls to the basket. So, yeah, um, and he's, he's really – And as we've talked about before, he's a mountain. He's really hard to defend. And yeah. there's not a lot of teams in the league that can defend him. Moving on to uh, Jay Crowder, uh, how confident are you that he's going to get minutes against good teams? We saw him on on Saturday, only get 13 minutes in that game. Uh, where do you where are you sort of with Crowder and making sure that he's getting minutes uh, for the Bucks? Well, I like what I've seen so far. Um, he's, I don't know if he's as much of a pest defensively as PJ Tucker mm-hmm. was. However, he's more than capable but you're getting so much more offense out of jay crowder like jay has shot the ball very well i would say in the first few games better than expected and then the passing has been i did not realize how good of a passer he was i i just i don't know how i didn't notice that but he just seems to be super super unselfish um and always making the, the smart pass which i feel like would be and will be very beneficial in the postseason. So, I mean, again, it's going to be series by series, but I would expect at least 13 minutes a game in the postseason, I think. I think from my my seat. I would be really surprised if Jay Jay is getting less than 15. I think that would be a mistake. I think Jay just does is interchangeable. I, it's not like a Bobby situation or a Grayson situation where there are certain matchups where like, wow, he really doesn't belong on the court. And I think that, you know, I think, I think Jay Crowder will be starting at some point in the postseason. I don't think that's an outrageous take. I actually think it's a pretty good take. And I, I think he'll be in the clutch lineups. I, I look at it and I, I think that Jay is going to be really involved as like he continues to progress in this offense I know there was some frustration that he only played 13 minutes on Saturday against the Sixers, but it's something that I, I think we all have to remind ourselves, I have to remind myself, is that Bud is still fucking around with these rotations. These rotations yeah. are not going to be probably figured out until, I would say, maybe the Boston game, right, at the end of end of March. Where it's, but even then, I still think you're going you're gonna to keep tinkering, keep tinkering, and the, you know, his guys, his coaching staff are going to look at things and say, all right, 
this is what works for this team and this is what works for this team. And there'll be adjustments within the series. Remember, Bobby Porter's played a ton in that Brooklyn series early and got ran off the court. And then guess what? You didn't see Bobby after game two. After they got blown out by 50, uh, there was no more Bobby the rest of the way. And so I don't, I'm not worried that Crowder is suddenly not, not going to get minutes just because he didn't play against Philadelphia and Washington. Well, and the other thing about um, the Philly game was that Grayson was going off in like the third quarter. Yeah, great so point. He probably kind of cut into some of Jay Crowder's time. Yeah, um, I didn't even think about that. That's great. great and I don't great know, point. maybe maybe Philly is a bad matchup for Jay Crowder, um, and just maybe not isn't. I'm just trying to think who. He would take Tobias. He would got Tobias Harris, yeah. who, was off, who was off the court because he got hurt. And so it was. A, it was a small guard lineup that that and the PJ Sixers, Tucker was hurt. And the Sixers, yeah, they kind of fell into this awesome lineup that really worked for them and was part of their comeback. And it was really about Harden and Maxey sort of running things. And and then they didn't have any of their plotters on the court. You know, it was Niang, who I I really like. I think Niang's. Uh, you know, he's kind of replaced uh, Korkmaz as the, the, as the a, minivan. Yeah, I like, I like, I like Niang in college. Like, I loved his game at Iowa State. Um, so it's a bummer he's on Philly, but it's good to see he's succeeding in the NBA. But you know, moving to Philly, how confident are you in a seven-game series against them? Uh, it, it's uh, it's a little different. I feel like the the matchup between them than it's been in years past. Yeah. Well, I mean. They now have PJ Tucker, and that's going to be interesting, of course. Yeah, I saw the stat on Twitter today. If this is true, this is just some from from some crumb bum on Twitter. <laughs> uh, that since the start of last season, uh, the Bucks and the Sixers are three and three against each other, and the Sixers have a one point overall lead, six seventy nine to six seventy eight. And four of the six games have been decided by uh, three points or fewer. The other two were single digits. Um, yeah, I mean that's crazy. That's absurd. And and then you also have in in a little further out, you know, you have the Christmas twenty nineteen championship won by the Sixers. Right. That that who that could, infamous infamous day. Who yeah? Who, who could forget? They were crowned champions because they they beat the. <laughs> <laughs> the mighty Milwaukee Bucks on on Christmas Day oh, uh, yeah. in Philly. Um, right. It you know I don't know Philly is an interesting matchup um, because of Embiid. He's we've talked about it before. He's probably the only guy that is big enough to slow down Giannis, but also potentially is is mobile enough i guess as well I, right. not not really but i guess he is he's just so you know he's, he's a freak so, himself he's big i mean yeah if you've ever seen him beat in person um it he's massive he is a huge fucking human but and it, if, if if in a series would you do you really think that it's a good idea to have Embiid taking all that pounding no no i think Embiid wears down and i i think that there is something with Philly. James Harden is playoff James Harden for a reason. That is yeah. a term. He has choked in the playoffs. Teams have figured it out. I thought one of the best things I've listened to podcast-wise that just made me smarter as a basketball watcher was Kirk Goldsberry 
with Ryan Rosillo. It was probably like a month ago now. And Goldsbury had worked for the, uh, the Spurs. And they talked about that infamous Harden-Spurs uh, matchup in 2017, I believe it was, where they just completely mm-hmm. shut off James Harden. And yeah, cried, Harden, cried on the bench every right, day. Right, right. Yep, yep. Harden got buckets against them in the regular season. And then and in Goldsbury's like, yeah, we just kind of didn't give a shit in the regular season. He's like, but then when we played him in seven games, like we really honed in and we really figured out like all the stuff that we needed to do against James Harden to beat him. And as you, as it gone on the series, we just kept figuring out his tendencies. And I, and I kind of start wondering about that with like Jokic, why Jokic isn't, isn't as good uh, in the postseason, And that's a separate discussion for another time. But I do wonder, like if you had Harden and Embiid every game, the foul baiting also doesn't really happen in, in, in mm-hmm. the playoffs. They, that shit doesn't really fly. So that's part of it. Doc Rivers is a classic choker. I mean, the Mike McCarthy really of basketball. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I think I feel confident with the intangibles, I guess. The matchup, maybe not, but like the intangible part of it, I think really favors the Bucks. Yeah, it's one of those where maybe the lineup itself is a toss-up or potentially in the Sixers' favor. Yeah. Um, I have a hard time saying that, but it might be. Yeah. But you're right. A lot of the other boxes that might get ticked, as our friends say in Europe, um, could be and should be in the Bucks' favor. I mean, they've yeah. kind of they've, they've kind of been there, unlike Philly. Well, they have been there, unlike Philly. Yep. yep. And you know, they're still going to have the best player in the court. Right. It's going to be a slight edge, but uh, and there may be moments where it doesn't feel like it. Um, but you know, yeah. Embiid yeah. scares me a bit, but Harden, I could care less about. Right. Yeah, we've seen it. We've seen it way too many times with Harden, and also people forget uh, Joel Embiid has not even been to a conference final yet. So right. it's uh, he's not really has not been made for the postseason. Last one, uh, quickly. It's a is, shame we have we have not seen Philly in the playoffs. Really, I so. I agree. I 100 percent agree. I think it's the biggest rival. I I I think it's a an awesome. Matchup. I mean, you pointed out the stat. I mean, that says it all. It, they're awesome games when the Bucks and Sixers get together. It is. It's. I always... think it'd be it'd be fantastic to have Philly pass Boston, and we're the one. Philly's two, Boston's three, and then they they beat each other up in the second round, and then oh, we yeah. see we see Philly in the conference finals. That's with the home dream. court advantage. That's avenging the dream. avenging two thousand one. Yeah, exactly. Bring Ray Allen back. Get Ray. Get Ray there. I know Ray doesn't do much with the Bucks anymore, but get Ray back in the building. Uh, Mark Pope, maybe head coach of BYU. Get him there. Big dog Cassell, whole thing. Scott Williams. Scott Williams. Yeah, uh, definitely. Vanilla. Uh, yeah, the Vanilla Grill. Who could forget? Uh, speaking of guys with J names, uh, as I try to transition out of Joel Prisbilla, uh, nice. John Carter. I know. John Carter's hot streak, like. What the fuck? Like this is, I mean, we're kind of in uncharted territories with Javon Carter. It's just like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I think Ben Thompson had it yesterday. Every pull up three, I don't think it's gonna go in, but it does. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's had a couple, couple nice games. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not as big of a Javon guy as some people are. I think he's fine as a backup point guard. Um. He's a 
he's a little bit of an irrational confidence guy, which a little, I mean, he, he's just, it's like, he gets one and he thinks he, he I think I saw another one that tweet yesterday. Where it was like, Javon Carter looks in the mirror and sees Steph Curry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does feel like that sometimes I, you know, I don't know when, when is the shoe going to drop this one? I'm probably not as confident in personally yeah. uh, out of all the topics we've gone through. I just, I don't know. I, I I need to, first of all, it's not his fault, but we didn't really see it last year in the playoffs as much as we should have. Yeah. It's been well, well documented on this podcast and, and others and Oliver Buck's Twitter. So we don't really right. need to right. go down that, that rabbit hole too much, but I need to see it a little bit, I think. And you know, what's, what's the impact in a big game? Yeah. Um, didn't do much against the Sixers. Right. To bring Suns, it, yeah, twenty four minutes, but you know, I, obviously the, the defense is going to be there, which right. I have to I have to give credit to. Yeah, and to bring it full circle, like this West Coast road trip's a really kind of big moment for him, right? If he if he plays well against Golden State and Phoenix and has big numbers on the road, I think you have to you you have to start gearing yourself to thinking that Javon's an integral part. I think the Goran Dragic signing is not going to mean that Carter's minutes are going to go away. I think it's more to keep Carter kind of in check, keep that irrational confidence in check uh, and say, all right, man, like keep, keep in the back of his mind. Like, right. If you, exactly. If you, if you really fuck this up, uh, we do have somebody that we right. could potentially trust. And, and too, like, and that'd be a very small lineup, but having Goran out there actually running the offense and just having Javon on the wing, I think is, thinks a little, little bit better than, than Javon being the point guard. Cause he's not really a point guard. He's more of a combo guard. Yeah. I mean, we haven't had a point guard and I mean, true point guards don't really exist anymore. No, but no. except for Chris Paul, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but there are times where it'd be nice to have one. Yeah. And, you know, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, it, the, the Dragic signing it has opened up potentially another door. Who the hell even knows if that dude's even going to play? Yeah. Um, he might just be there for vibes. Yeah. Which makes no sense to me, but. No, I don't. I would, I tend to agree. I would rather, I'd rather have non veterans and just have guys who can actually play, but that's here nor there. All right, well, we'll see what happens on the West Coast road trip, and I'm sure sure we'll be talking about it. Uh, moving on to the Green Bay Packers, we're not going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. We have no idea what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. If for some reason we're taping this, uh, what is it, Wednesday night, if Rodgers makes the decision tonight, I will obviously, you know, piece in my own thoughts. Have to have to cut in. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's a mess. I mean, it is a – I think everybody feels who does, like, this type of shit, uh, whether it's like podcasts or content create, they're like on pins and needles that the Roger stuff's going to break when they're, you know, out of the house or that they're at the gym or they're at an event. Like, I think that's how everybody sort of feels about it because it's just, it's so murky with what, what's going to happen. And I, I don't know if we really have a, a true answer and there's just so much shit flying around. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the age we live in. I mean, everybody's oh, got to yeah. get there. We got, we got to report rumors and then provide a day of days worth of content for everybody. And well, yeah, you know, it's just annoying. 
Well, I thought it was funny. Trey Wingo, of all people, has the story of like, oh, Roger's going to be with the Jets today. No context on when, where, no, hey, did the Packers give them, give him permission. Like, no, it no, took who, who, what, when, where, why. Right. right. It took, it took like three fucking reporters to finally be like, oh, yeah, Ro- the Packers gave Rogers permission or else this would be tampering, which, like, yeah. I guess we should have known, but it's, it's very interesting that the Packers are like, oh yeah, we're going to give you permission and we're also going to like want you back. Like it's such a mind fuck. And I don't know if it's, it's the Packers doing it. I like saw Nagler yesterday. Like what if Rogers came back to Lambeau field and did the Jordan bell for I'm not leaving speech. And I'm like, you know what? I'd have to respect that. I'd have to, I'd have to just be like, all right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Like it's, uh, it's one of those things. Like it's, I I just no one knows and we'll see and we'll see if it happens tomorrow we'll see if it happens the next day and it might we might go all the way till the 15th in the new year of the NFL season which is free agency which is what we're going to talk about in the non-Rodgers of a position the Packers may want to sign in free agency they have like 40 million in cap open right now uh, there are a lot of people who will tell you they have less because they think the cap is actually a real thing it's not um we all know it's fake and if just look at Derek Carr, the uh, the uh, Saints have like a negative cap number in 20, 2024. Cap isn't real, folks. Just understand that. And so, Mitch, if I said position, like who do you think that the Packers should target in free agency uh, the upcoming next week? Well, there's there's a couple, I think. Um, I know where you're going, so I, I don't want to. I don't, and I knew long ago where, where you're going, but I kind of wanted to go tight end just because of, I feel like there's there's a ton of uncertainty. I think at that position, if there's if there's one. However, when you look at the look at the available free agents, I don't know. There aren't there aren't there aren't many doing much for me personally. Mike Gesicki, uh, Mike Gesicki doesn't get you going. Doesn't rev your engine. <laughs> I mean, the numbers are brutal. I don't And hasn't really played with a quarterback, some would say. I mean, Evan Ingram would would be interesting. Yeah, he but... has a he got a franchise tag from the uh, Jaguars. So, oh, and, yeah, he did. and the other here. the other thing about the tight ends is it's just it's an extremely deep tight end draft. Well, like, that's it's, right. It's one of the best tight end drafts I think they said they've said that it, it ever it ever would have. So. You know that that's that's really that's probably another reason to factor him out. So who else? What else were you thinking about? I I, I guess running back maybe. Oh, okay, interesting. I know a little a little off the wall, and there it's, really isn't a ton out there. Yeah, um, you have Jeff Wilson, Miles Sanders, possibly. Oh, that would be that'd be pretty intense to go. I mean, if if you were to go with Love. And you were like, all right, let's let's look at, you know, the running back position to enhance what we already have with Jones and Dylan. You know, I don't know if you're gonna give Miles Sanders all that money, but like a guy like Jeff Wilson, right? A uh, kind of a thinking, scat back. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just thinking like AJ Dillon was very disappointing this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the long term outlook is for Aaron Jones. Um I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I, I guess I guess you're probably not moving on from AJ Dillon yet. I just I don't know. It's 
it's a decent position, but I feel like there's some uncertainty going forward. I guess there probably isn't an, an immediate need, um, but it's something to monitor. I think probably past this season. What do you What do you think about the edge position? You know, that's a something where the Packers have Preston Smith, they have Rashawn Gary, they have Kinsley Ingabare, but they've been mocked with potentially getting an edge guy in the first round. It's not exactly the greatest like edge free agency class, but I actually look at that as a positive for the Packers and be like, Hey, maybe just sign a guy, get another veteran. Cause Ingabare is a, you know, young dude. They, you know, I, there could be a sophomore slump. Who knows? Like, why not just get another older guy in there? So you have an extra veteran, you know, on that defense. I mean, that's always a possibility. That's what what they call a premier position. So, meaning you can never have enough uh, help at one of those spots. That's interesting. I, I mean, kind of a similar deal with, I think, running back where Preston Smith, is he, is he on the team after this coming season? I, I feel know. like that's probably probably pretty low chance. And Enigbara, yes, was who I like, actually. Was was impactful, and we'll see what happens with him. Um, but again, is is that necessarily going to happen? It, will he have a sophomore slump? I don't know. I mean, yeah, you could you could always have um, some some edge rushers, I think. And so I don't know. I'm right. trying to trying to pull up, pull it up right here. Well, you have Brandon Graham, who is 35. He's old, but true dog played played on a Super Bowl team this year. Like, why not? Like just add that, you know, veteran leadership to to your to your front seven. I think Yannick Ngakwe wasn't, is wasn't gonna, he drafted with in the Bulaga draft? Might have been. Yeah. It's he's he's up there in age. I mean, uh Ngakwe, I think is a really good player, but you know what they're market valuing him at four years, fifty six million dollars. That's too much money. They really? Pay, yeah, they don't need to pay that. It's because he's twenty seven. He's young. Um and he's on and like I, his fifth team already. Right. And that's the, that is the one thing. So maybe he doesn't get paid because of the team stuff. I, Bud Dupree, you know, kind of flamed out. He had some injuries. Do you take Bud Dupree on a one-year deal to kind of bounce and bounce back? That's, that's a potential, right? Like there are guys, it's just a question. The Robert Quinn live out that dream uh, that I think Packer fans wanted Robert Quinn. Leonard Floyd might get Marcus Davenport. Yeah. Oh, he's bad. He's not good. I mean, that, Goot's done a lot of dumb shit, but one of them was trading down and and letting the Saints trade up to get Marcus Davenport. Uh, that was a that was a one of the I wouldn't say few because Goot's Goot's had a good, couple good ones, but the that that was a really good move. Uh, looking back at it, yeah, no question. But well, that that was the Darnell Savage pick, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, look at you. Look at that. It, yes. Uh, no. 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 It was Jair. It was Jair. Actually, it was Jair that they traded down for. Um, Savage, I forget how they got Savage. They got him at, he was the second pick in, in that draft. So maybe it was, they, they traded up to get Savage and then used some of those resources to get Savage. But you bring up Savage, my answer was going to be safety. Uh, I've been hitting on this since fucking, I don't know, um, October. <laughs> it's been yeah. a long time. Like I've been here. Like, I don't really want Adrian Amos back. I, I can, you can talk me into a one-year deal with Adrian Amos just to, 
say, all right, maybe he bounces back, but he looked pretty washed to me. It also looked like he just, he didn't really want to be like led by Jair Alexander, if that made sense. Like he just wasn't putting up with Jair's shit and didn't really like the Jair. I, I don't know. And I don't know anything. I'm not reporting anything, but it just never felt like everyone was on a cohesive unit. There was always guys blaming, like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Like, you saw that so much. I think Jesse Bates is out of their price range. Uh, the safety from Cincinnati, uh, he's looking at about a four-year, $59 million deal. I think Jordan Poyer would actually be affordable at one at three for 33 is what they project him at. This is all from SpotRack. Uh, I I would love Poyer. Uh, he, he's also said that he doesn't really want to play in another cold-weather city. So that kind of rules out the Green Bay option. Uh, Jimmy Ward is the same age and maybe a little cheaper. I don't think he's as good, uh, but Jimmy Ward, you know, played on that San Francisco defense. Maybe he can bring some principles over. Um, and Von Bell is another one that I think could be interesting. But I also, I don't know if I see the Bengals really getting rid of both their safeties. I know Jesse Bates is probably gone. They had some contract disputes with him. I could see the Bengals being like, all right, let's bring back Von Bell as sort of a placeholder for the fact that we don't have Jesse Bates anymore. Yeah. I mean, Cincinnati eventually is going to, I don't know, kind of run into some, you would think some, some cap issues and stuff like that with their, once oh, yeah. with their impending free agency with uh, yeah. what's his name? Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow so. plus Jamar Chase plus T Higgins. Well, I, I like Poyer a lot. Um, kind of pretty much been a beast for several years now. Um, but, you know, if you say he doesn't, he, you know, they all say they don't want to play in cold weather cities. I mean, if you put a, if you put a gun to their head, right. Yeah. But, um, uh, pay him enough, right. Could you, could you, yeah, I know. Could you imagine the Wisconsin women's reaction when they figure out who his wife is? I mean, that would just talk about Midwest, upper Midwest, the pearl clutching would be out of this world. <laughs> yeah i mean you know one of the one of the one of the more uh famous instagram uh models i, I guess she is yeah I, that's I yeah that's that's the best personality yeah no I, mean, I that's model you could say it. she doesn't really i, I wouldn't even, i mean i wouldn't even really call her an influencer per se no 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 just kind of just hangs out yeah, it just hangs out, dumps her butt. Like that's that's kind of it. Like that's that's all. That's really all all you're getting there. Not getting doesn't much. Have, doesn't doesn't have to really you know earn or keep too much at the moment. So no, just if I know. if I can say that, that's uh, fine. I mean, some people would say it might that'd be offensive on International Women's Day, but you know I'm gonna let I'm gonna let pass. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> that, that's that's tough look, but no, it's, it's I admit fine. it. It's all good. It's it's fun. So it makes what makes the podcast go. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see what the Packers do in the free agency. Um, this this is my like personally as someone who does this on the side. This is going to be just a hellacious week uh, with the Rogers stuff, with free agency, with March Madness. Like, can we just space out the fucking sports calendar a little bit? Like, I don't well, need all. This I don't is need, I don't need all this content, Mitch. This is what happens when the NFL tries to tries to be a 365 day a year thing. Well, that's that is. I mean, and that is. It's it's not really the NFL's fault. No. Um, it's it's the fact that these, you know, 
Luddites are watching the combine. Well, Did you see the, the numbers on the well, combine? Yeah. The combine like had massive ratings. Of course it did. Uh, well, I mean, it's like it's like there is good fucking basketball on. Whether it's the NBA or college, there's good basketball on. Chuck, I, I don't know how, how many times I gotta tell you. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's people it's could fun. fucking care less about basketball. It's just it's just I don't know. It's it I was gonna say more like it it's the it's the the twenty four seven, you know, everybody has a fucking talk show and a podcast. Well that's it. And and every little bit of news is just just carries. And right. it's you know, you know, I again I listen to a lot of national radio now and it's fucking nothing but NFL. Right. Yeah. No, it's every day. And some it's shows like, are worse than others, but it's like it's, trying to trying to come up with the fifth way to talk about Lamar Jackson not getting guaranteed money. Like it's you know, it's crazy. Yeah. It's rent rinse rinse same same bullshit, you know, all day right. long, basically. Right, absolutely. And moving on though to basketball and March Madness, Marquette is playing both or St. John, excuse me, this afternoon. Do not know the results. I will have a podcast tomorrow. I'll win or lose. And then if they continue on, we'll keep doing podcasts this week. Kind of a new thing we're trying um, on the more weekends to kind of give a little more of a instant take versus waiting until Monday. Um, so hopefully that works out. Um, you know, it's, it's easier said than done uh, to get on the mic on a random Friday or Saturday or whatever it may be. But yeah. Marquette is the lone survivor. Uh, UWM bowed out in the semifinals. Wisconsin losing to Ohio State in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, effectively popping their bubble. It's all Marquette. So the big question is, will there actually be a bandwagon for Marquette in this postseason if they were to make a run? We saw it with the Badgers in 2014 and 2015. I still remember how packed Brothers was in 2014. Couldn't remember where we were. If we watched it together or if separately for the 2015 game when they they beat Kentucky, the undefeated Kentucky team. But that that first one, I, I remember that one pretty vividly. And I just wonder, will the support be the same for the Golden Eagles? Uh, this to that level, no. I don't. I don't think that'll ever happen. But I, I think I think there would be. A significant bump, I think, in in eyeballs and um, you know, turnout at your local taverns and um, you know, Marquette's reach doesn't probably go north of Fond du Lac too far. I don't think. I mean, of course, they're they're sprinkled in, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I mean, right. you go up north, it's largely it's all red. I mean, right. Um, but I, I do think that since there is that there is no Wisconsin, um, or we don't think, um, I, I think there would be. I think there would be a, a bandwagon and, and, and a bump in attention and excitement, and certainly around here. You know, I guess we would have to take the show on the road, Charlie, and go to uh, I don't know Green Bay and you're see saying, what it you're would be like. Liar. You're saying a live show second week if Marquette gets second week of tournament week live show in Green Bay for the Sweet 16. They get to the lead eight. We go cross country, cross city or across state, and go to Eau Claire for the uh, for the weekend game. Do a do a state tour and state see tour what... state tour promoting Marquette basketball. I I could probably get made for that. Um, but yeah, it's no. You're right. I mean, 
we'll never know. We'll know down here. The support will be ravenous from those yeah. who cheer for Marquette. There will be the haters, right? Like, and I'm not supposed to say that I didn't hate with the Wisconsin run. I, I came along for the ride. Was I cheering for Wisconsin? No. Did I have some fun nights out because Wisconsin succeeded in tournament basketball? Yeah. I had some really fun fucking nights because of it. So uh, it's fine. Whatever. It is what it is. That's how I would approach it. If I wasn't a Marquette fan and didn't want Marquette to win, you know, just, just go with the flow, enjoy the nights, have fun. And, and, but yeah, there will be the haters that will want to see Marquette fail. And, and that's okay. That that's part of it. That's part of a rivalry. I do think that those who might not know Marquette or watch Big East basketball and they're, they're kind of true blue badgers, they may drift towards Marquette because of the shock smart angle. He's from Wisconsin. He's from the Oregon area. Like, I, I do think that's the, the way they play is a lot of fucking fun. It's up and down. It's exciting. It's, it's there. I also think it's pro style, not high yeah, school style. No, hundred percent. And I do think that that's, that's something to latch onto. And I, I do expect there to be a little bit of support. I also think it kind of matters who the opponents are, right? Like if Marquette plays Duke in the second round. I think everybody's cheering for Marquette. No one's really, even though John Shire is different than Coach K, I don't think you're going to really want to be rooting for Duke. Now, now do you? No, no one wants to. Root no, no not necessarily. Or Kentucky or, you know, it, as, as long as they're, you know, not playing the role of uh, trying to break Cinderella's slipper, I think Marquette's going to gonna get some love. Yeah, and again, they got they got screwed last time they made the tournament, right? We talked yeah. about that recently. Um, yeah, the and, Murray State, the Murray State one. I mean, I is, I is have, there anyone else lur- lurking? I mean, not to that extent, but um, if Marquette were to get a like, if Marquette loses today, right, they might get a four seed, and if they were to get a four seed, then you're talking about thirteen, which is that's where you get to kind of upset land. Yeah, where you can start. You start seeing, you know, potential upsets. The, the odds pull- go up. Yeah, yeah. I'm pulling up Lenardi's. So then you have like Toledo, which would be a complete shootout. Like Toledo plays like Marquette. It'd be like first to 100. Yale is always, you know, Ivy League schools are always like very fundamentally sound and things like that. Iona, Rick Pitino, um, that would not be fun. Utah Valley's been really good this year out of the Mac or Wax, excuse me. So, like, yeah, those 13 seeds are lethal. 12's really bad, too. But then once you get 14, it's it's, it's actually, honestly, like, 14's even, like, kind of tough. Besides UC Irvine, like, I I mean, it's not going to be easy. Like, these are – they're talented basketball teams. Like, Furman's an awesome story. They, they got their – this is their first tournament appearance in 1980. So, I always kind of hate those stories. Like, Kennesaw State's another 14. They're in there for the first time ever. Like those fucking like dumb Cinderella stories are the ones that scare you to death because those are the ones that somehow they always seem to work out in March. Right. Like St. Peter's. Yeah, that's exactly correct. And so, but yeah, I, it would be disappointing. I think because there's no Badgers, because there's no UWM, if Marcotte did bow out early and it would, I think people will still enjoy the tournament, right? They're not, it's not going away. Everyone's watching, but I, I do think it, it will put like the local damper won't be there. Um, you'll have to, you'll have to really dig deep to find sort of that local angle. Uh, and yeah, we'll just the, sort of the random kid. I'm just yeah pulling ben, shit out of my ass. The, ben, the, the random kid from uh, West Bend. Who's at right. Furman or something. Ben, 
Ben Vanderplass, who plays at uh, Virginia, I think he's from the Ripon area. Like that, yeah. So you're just hoping that that Virginia makes a run. You know, if people want to cheer for Joey Hauser, they can. I won't be uh, on Michigan State. Uh, yeah, something like that. Some dumb thing. Probably not cheering for Nate Oates, even though he's a Wisconsin guy. Uh, just all things considered this year. Uh, but you know, yeah. who knows? Nobody, nobody wants to be associated with that guy at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like we're not going to, uh, we're not going to mention Nato's name. Uh, and I think, yeah, I, I do think there's going to be a good bandwagon, and we'll just see how it all shakes out. We got a long way to go. Uh, it's only Thursday, and there's a ton of basketball that upcoming this weekend. So I, I sometimes like the conference tourney weekend better than the actual tournament itself there's there it's different but it's it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun there's just it seems like it the, match, the matchups are almost more competitive uh um, sure you don't you don't have the random like oh this is a, a like they do usually win four like you have a 215 and a 116 and you're like oh there's not really much to watch here for this like hour stretch you really don't have that during the conference tournament week. It's like all gas, no breaks. Right, because everybody, again, a familiar opponent. Everybody knows each other. They played each other twice. And, yeah. you know, coaches know each other. And oh, yeah. Yep. It, I mean, yes, I, I don't disagree that in a lot of ways. The, the the problem is it's only with the one, kind of the one weekend. And, right. you know, I, I get it's it's a few days. But, um, and then I guess, like, with the conference tournaments, all the conferences are going on, you know, like the power fives are going on at the same time. So you're a little bit, um, there's a lot, but that's, that's no different than the actual tournament too, I suppose. Right. But it's, no. it, it, it's definitely a nice little, nice little teaser. Yeah. And a good, good reminder before we talk really quick about the Badgers, we do have our bracket tool that is live on Yahoo. I've sent out a few links. I have not pinned it to my Twitter account. I probably should do that. Um, and so you guys can go sign up whenever. If you've signed up last year, you have an invite email hanging out somewhere um, in your email. So check that. Um, but I'll also resend that once the bracket's out on on Sunday night, win 100 bucks and an optional podcast appearance. But you don't have to go come on the pod if you don't want to. But it's a nice little like, yeah, we'll just shoot the shit about most things. I said, there's some T's and C's and things we can't talk about, but most things are are on the table for whatever that that person we want to talk about. Yeah, come kick our ass in the in the bracket challenge. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, more to come there. Uh, I, I basically you know, I I cannot give Marquette the kiss of death just for your sake. Oh wow, so. I appreciate I appreciate that. Um, do you want to tell people what the kiss of death death is? Oh yeah, my kiss of death is I I, I pick. I'm one of those dumbasses that takes like a two or a three seed to like the championship game and they lose in the first weekend, uh, sometimes the first day and it's really a bad time. So notable examples, Michigan state, Missouri. um, I think Georgetown, do you that Georgetown the year at the Florida Gulf coast year? Oh yeah. Um, Those were, those are recent memories. I think that last year you were near the top. Now you fell, you kind of fell off as, as it went on. I actually had the kiss of death because I had Kentucky winning it last year and Kentucky bowed out to, uh, to, to St. Peter's right away. That was, that was it. That was, yeah. I feel like I, I think I had a good first round and then kind of fell apart. Maybe a good first day. Yeah. 
that's sometimes that's all you need though. You need to just see a couple putts go in, and then you're right. you're good to go. As for the Badgers, man, I, it's gonna get really uncomfortable here with Greg Gard. I don't think Greg Gard's gonna lose his job. I don't think that just because McIntosh, you know, fired Paul Chris, he fired Tony Granado, the hockey coach, which hockey is probably right there with football and basketball. It's on another tier, but it's it's really important in Wisconsin. There's a, a illustrious history of women's hockey. Volleyball. Yeah, women's volleyball. And I you were right. That probably maybe at this point higher than hockey, but hockey used to kind of be that third third right. thing. And Granado's just it's not been a good it's not been a good scenario. It's been a mess for a while and. I don't think it's an apples to apples comparison that, oh, guard's going to get fired because of one bad year. I I think we've talked about it. I forget what it was, traditions or something. We did like a whole thing about it, and it's like an annual thing that we always talk about. Yet I think they're at least going to stay the course for one more year, one or two more years at least. Yeah, it's it's hard to see. I mean, would McIntosh really clean clean house all the way? I mean, if he did, I mean, talk about showing that you're the big swinging dick in the cracker factory. Like if it's, he did uh, that, like that would be, I mean, almost unprecedented. You know, I, I wonder if bear, how Barry would feel. It'd be a fly of the wall for Barry to be like, Oh, okay. Is it, is he that? Then I also would ask questions like, is he that influenced by boosters? Is he, is the response about fickle just so strong? I think, and I think we said this last week, so I hate bearing repeat myself, but if Fickle starts winning right away, that's Greg Gard. Nothing does Greg Gard want less than Luke Fickle having 10 wins because that, I think it gets real sticky next year if they have a similar season um, and Luke Fickle, Luke Fickle does, does wonders in, in the fall. Yeah. I mean, I, that's a very good take. I mean, if, if, the other, you know, big big money, money getter, money grabber, breadwinner for the for the university comes out, makes it makes a big change, and everybody's excited for it right now, and it actually works out. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that seat's real fucking hot. Probably, you know, by next January, uh, if things aren't going very well. It's yeah, just, I mean, for no, go ahead. No, I all I was gonna say was that, you know, one of the things that maybe could be a saving grace, and I know it's it, probably bad for fans at this point see it as loser talk, they they could have, make a run into the NIT, and that can sometimes be a springboard, right? Like, if they do well at the NIT, right. they you know, maybe they get to New York, maybe they don't. Like, that could, that could serve as sort of the, like, next step for them. And, like, for Wisconsin, the transfer portal probably isn't a huge factor, um either way right i mean it's who, who's be. leaving who's leaving and who are they getting in the transfer portal fucking nobody wants to come play for that shit i guarantee you that so yeah yeah the only there's been some some smoke from people i've seen around that there's a kid from st thomas named andy Rody oh. who went to brookfield central um and is really talented now he has not announced that he's going into the portal but you also have to remember if. But Andy is this Rody, kid gonna 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 change the trajectory of of the season, or is he like? No, I I, I you know a, Brevin Pritzel. Hey, you're right. A, I don't know that. B, what's to say that he wouldn't go to Marquette and play with David Joplin if Marquette wanted him? David Joplin, sure. a former teammate of him, his. Um, also, I saw a ridiculous, a funny take 
uh, from my guy, Jordan Loves Bookmark. Shout out him. Uh, he uh, actually DM'd me about something. It was like, oh, uh, appreciate you too. Now I'm going to go back and argue with uh, Badger Beat Writers, which I love that he's just getting in the mud with Badger Beat Writers. Evan Flood, who is a troll in my mind, uh, was like, oh, you don't have to protect the state anymore. The state doesn't really matter. And I'm like, wow, that's an interesting take, given how much good talent has been coming out of Wisconsin. But, you know, get get your tweets off, I guess. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, really? <laughs> I, hey, I'm not the one who tweeted it. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, that's what pisses me off about the Badgers is, like, there's there's a lot of people in state, yet we focus on we I mean they focus yeah. on these white dudes from suburban Minneapolis. I mean yeah. that's all it is. Yeah, yeah, that's it's crazy, man. I yeah they they at least need they don't Greg Gard doesn't need to like change his offense, but Greg Gard just needs to change his approach. Like there's I just think that I just think that the team this year wasn't very good. No, it wasn't. I mean, and the fact they beat Marquette will probably drive me crazy for yeah, a long time. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, oh, yeah. Chucky Epper in the game. It came Steph Curry one night. It was just Chucky decided to to go off, and that's what well, they're gonna that's what they're gonna hang their hat on the season. Which I mean, that's they should. They beat a rival. I mean, we had that in some Wojo years. Wojo was actually pretty good against uh against Marquette or uh, Wisconsin, excuse me. And that's you know sometimes that's all you got. Beat your rival. Yeah, I mean, it's just Stephen Crowell stinks. Tyler Wall is okay, but he's undersized. I mean, if mm-hmm. if yeah, you know, he's probably six five, six six. Yeah, you know, probably a little a little thin, and you know, I, it, he's just they're just they don't have. And Chucky Hepburn was was pretty bad. Yeah, uh, down the stretch here, and he's obviously a huge. There just there just doesn't seem to be. Now in that second half against Ohio State, I mean, it was a completely different team. But that first half was, it just felt like you've seen that so many times this year. And right, and I, I think if you're like looking at as for the Badgers for like positives, you know, if Asijin puts on a little bit of weight, Crawl gets a little more skilled. Like, yeah, you might have something, something to kind of build on a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's it's who knows could be. Could be a little bit of a long road, and then I don't know if Greg Gard has that has that time right now with the fan base. Yeah, um, it it'll be interesting. I mean, yeah, well, I, 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 I would I would guess probably one more year though. Oh, for sure, I agree, hundred percent. I'm not. I don't think it's going to happen this year. So, uh, I the only final thoughts I have is I've been flipping through just random tournament games. Some dirts just playing right now. You know, I mean, there have been dirts in college basketball forever. Like, shout out Kevin Pitsnoggle, a famous dirt. There's this guy, Cortez, on Oklahoma, who has very long hair, kind of, he's a little chubby, looks a little Edward, Eduardo Nahara, if you will, but more more like his method cousin, um, that guy. And then there's like a hayseed for Nebraska that has like glasses and looks like he's straight out, straight out of the farm. Um, just, it's always fun to watch those type of guys in, in these type of matchups. Yeah, the the unsung hero, the guy that becomes oh, is Cortez fourteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw a picture of 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 dude. Yeah, just that's tremendous flow. Yeah, oh yeah, beautiful. Uh, and then also has the uh, forearm tattoo. Like it's all it's all work, but just the forearm tattoo. Not like doesn't have a sleeve. 
um, just a forearm tat. Maybe it's a start of a sleeve. We don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great stuff. <laughs> uh, also too, I saw like B-dubs is trying to come back into my life with a Buffalo ranch sauce and a honey garlic sauce. Like I haven't ate a B-dubs in a long time. B-dubs used to be a March Madness staple back in the day. I mean, those mm-hmm. are two, those are two really strong flavors. Yeah. I mean, Hey, if you got to do it, you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So anything, anything else for the people uh, before we, uh, before we wrap up? Uh, I don't know. Nah, nothing really. Just take care of yourself. You excited about this? Another, another round of snow here, uh, right at the oh, uh, yeah. middle of March. Definitely. A yeah. couple of them. Yeah. Fucking fired up for that. And just, this is the time of year where, man, I just, I'm done. Like I've, I've cashed my snow ticket. We've done enough. We don't need more snow. We're good. Yeah. Well, law of averages. Damn. What are you going to do? All right. Well, back tomorrow, we'll talk uh, Marquette St. John's. We'll talk Bucks Nets. Well, who knows if anything else, maybe the Roger stuff comes out. Maybe it doesn't. It does come out tonight. Uh, I'm sure you'll hear. You've already heard some Rogers stuff, uh, but we will uh, back next week with Mitch and we will uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, tomorrow and Mitch will talk next week. Yes, sir. See you. Bye. Peace.